Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hey, Financially Savvy Travelers. Welcome to another episode of The Thought Card Podcast. Today, we have another very special guest. Her name is Laura Garropy, and she is the founder of Everyday by the Lake, a written content creation company that serves busy business owners. Through her done-for-you program, she collaborates with her clients to create high-quality blog posts, newsletters, and website copy. Laura is a regular contributor to Lending Tree and Student Loan Hero, and she's also been featured on CNBC, Acorns, and Fox Business. Welcome, Laura. Super excited to have you today. I am one of your followers on Twitter, and I just love your content, and you talk a lot about freelance writing. So in this uh, series for this season of the podcast, I really wanted to focus more on earning, and I know that there are a lot of people out there who want to break into freelance writing, so I figured this would be a great conversation for us to talk all about freelance writing. So first and foremost, I know that two years ago, you started freelancing. And since then, you've built a business and replaced your corporate salary. And how did you get started with freelance writing? You know, I actually fell into it accidentally. Um, I had quit my job in uh, early 2018. I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. I just knew I, I needed something different so you know I could really work around my life instead of live around my work. And I started blogging. You know, I knew that was a thing in online business. I just wasn't exactly sure where it would take me. And through networking as a part of blogging, I actually wrote a guest post for um, you know, a major uh, personal finance website, and they ended up paying me. I, I was shocked. I didn't realize I was going to get paid. And then it just kind of clicked. It's like, oh, I can make money by writing for websites. Um, and then I just really started to try and get clients in earnest from there. And it, it wasn't long after that where I started to um, you know, make a, a decent income from it. Sometimes in life, like you see, not, like you're enjoying your hobby of blogging and now you're earning money from it. So how did you get ready to take this big leap to decide to go full time on your freelancing business? Well, uh, when I started freelancing, I actually was already separated from my, my full time job. Um, I felt confident to quit that job and establish some other form of income because I had a nest egg saved up. Um, I was originally intending to try and retire early, but I realized after um, an unfortunate death in the family that, you know, retiring in 10 years wasn't going to do me any good if. I just kind of let everything else fall by the wayside in the meantime. And so that really changed my focus to try and enjoy life more now as opposed to, you know, delaying that. And I, I really do love that because it resonates with me because I am also on the fire track. Like I want to become financially independent and I definitely want to retire early. But when I read on your blog about you deciding to pivot and redesign your life after, you know, saving uh, in your nest egg, it made me think twice like that. That's a really unique perspective, because, again, sometimes you're like, OK, let me sacrifice for the next 10, 15 years 
But when you're sacrificing, time is also passing you by. And I know that in one of your blog posts, you mentioned that your family is also aging as well. Um, so you're so busy stashing away money that you're not really present in the moment. So was making that decision to like step away from the fire movement, quote unquote, was that difficult for you or did things in your life, it made it just a seamless transition for you to pivot? It really was a, a no-brainer. You know, I I made the mental shift pretty much instantly. I, I think major life events like a, a loved one passing um, can do that. For those who are wondering, okay, I also want to build up a nest egg and have enough savings so that I can maybe take a gap year or travel for some time or just start my own business. How did you how did you go about preparing financially to save um, so much money? And how long did it take you to save up your nest egg? Probably took me uh, a solid three or four years to come up with, you know, a year plus worth of living expenses. I banked tax returns. I uh, spent less money than I was planning on, um, you know, buying furniture for my new house. So I, I just kept that in the bank. I put automatic savings transfers in place. And then even when I had a, a few extra bucks at the end of each month, I would make a manual transfer to bank it consciously so I wouldn't spend it. And it really added up, you know, $100 here, $100 there, um, you know, and then a couple of larger windfalls um, added up uh, nicely. Yes. And I love that you share that it took you three years because, you know, a lot of times conventional personal finance says, you know, save up, you know, for a year of expenses, but they don't really tell you how long, like realistically it takes. So, you know, sharing that it took three years, it's it's like a grind, like it's saving, I think for, for me at least, it's easy for me to spend money, but saving is just like a huge grind. And I'm just wondering... Did you have any mental blocks when you were saving all those years? And how did you keep motivated saving for that one particular goal? I found my motivation in um, striving for feeling secure. So, you know, I have felt financially insecure in the past, living paycheck to paycheck, lots of credit card debt. And I just never wanted to return back to that point. So, I felt like that was a, a supreme motivating factor. Plus, I was really invested in the fire movement for a period of time. And I know that that requires saving quite aggressively. And that was a motivation as well. Yeah. So for someone, for example, who wants to do something similar, they want to save a year of expenses, would you recommend them to have a dollar amount goal? And at least for you, did you know, okay, this is going to take me three years to save for? Or did you just say, okay, I'm going to save X amount every single month. And when I get to that figure, I get to that figure. So just more in terms of the mindset, how did you mindset wise get to that point? You know, it's funny because I, I wasn't really saving for the goal of having a year's worth of expenses in the bank. I I was basically just trying to amass as much as I could. And then when I made the mental pivot to go from, um, you know, focusing solely on trying to retire early to redesigning my life, I came to the realization that I did in fact have, you know, a year to 18 months worth of expenses saved up. So that gave me the confidence I needed to make the life change. 
Yes, yes. So now that you have this uh, this nest egg and you have the savings, can you share more about what it actually took to take the leap to go from working for an employer full time and actually starting to create this freelancing business? Sure. Um, so, you know, when I resigned from my job, I felt uh, pretty clueless as to what was going to um, happen long term. But I knew I needed to put myself out there if I was going to make money online. Um, So I started actively networking across a few different social platforms, including Twitter, where we met. And then I really started uh, trying to learn as much as I could about blogging um, and about online business so that I could start putting the puzzle pieces together to see where I fit into that picture. It's, it's definitely been an evolution and it, it's still ongoing. Now that, okay, you've decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You're starting making these connections. How did you figure out what services that you want to offer? I know on your blog, you say that you offer blog posts, writing, you offer newsletters, you offer website copy, but walk us through how you came up with those services. Um, I did some market research, so I did put out a survey, um, and then I also drew from my experience with the client base that I was starting to develop. Um, You know, some clients wanted certain things, and some clients wanted a more comprehensive service package, and that's basically where my offering um, was born. Yes, and I know that there's like a debate, I would say, between a la carte freelance work versus creating custom packages based off of what the client needs. So do you have a preference or do you do both? Oh, I definitely do both. You know, not every client is going to want me to, you know, pretty much take over their entire content creation process. Um, So if they have, you know, a one-off need or they just need, you know, one component of the service package, I'm, I'm absolutely open to that. Great, great. And for those who I know this is like super basic, but for those who aren't familiar with the differences between a blog post, a newsletter, a website copy, can you just quickly run us down like what that actually entails for you as the writer? Sure. So a blog post basically is just an online article. Um, You'll see blogs on pretty much every major company's website, and it's just their opportunity to tell a story, showcase a product provide relevant information that has something to do with their business. Um, A newsletter is something that would get sent out periodically to folks on an email list. And that could, you know, really involve anything that, that the, uh, that the company wants to include like promotional information, uh, inspirational quotes or what have you. It's just something issued on a periodic basis. And then the website copy is what you see when you're on a web page. So if it's like an about page or the home page, um, you know, I've written the, those types of um, contents for other companies as well. How did you figure out exactly what niche you wanted to write for? Or do you write for a variety of different like topics and different clients? Or have you niched down? Um, I do write in a variety of different niches. Uh, personal finance is definitely a primary focus. That's because you know I got my start there. 
and I basically gained momentum there. So a number of my clients are in the personal finance space, but I write about related topics as well, um, like entrepreneurship and and careers and, um, you know, small business. Those are all easily tied into personal finance. And then I do have some really one-off types of uh um, arrangements as well. I've written for a pest control company. I currently write for an ear, nose, and throat doctor. So I'm I'm basically open to writing virtually any content. Yeah, I guess I'm not really interested in becoming too niche uh, in terms of the services that I offer. Although I advocate having uh, a niche on um, you know your personal website or or blog just to make it easier for readers to identify with you. Yes. No, that's really great advice. Now, do you find that it takes you a lot of time to do the research if you're not as familiar with a niche? Like for us, I think personal finance will, you know, come naturally. It's it's a passion, you know, it flows. But for other niches that you might not be as familiar with, like, is it time intensive for the research? Sometimes I get, you know, very detailed outlines about what they want to see covered. So that helps me structure the piece and understand what I'm supposed to be looking for. So it's not like I'm trying to look for a needle in a haystack. And then other times they'll actually point me to specific resources that they want me to draw information from. So that's helpful as well. That's really helpful to know the behind the scenes. So let's talk about more client acquisition. So do you have any tips about how to actually land your first client? I think the best thing that you can do is to start networking uh, before you want to start seeing income as a freelancer. It, it's all about connections. I, I rarely send out cold pitches. Um, I don't really like doing it. I know some people make their careers on that, but that's never been my style. I'm all about relationship building um, and nurturing a network. And so that takes time. So you definitely need to be laying that groundwork down um, well before you need to you know, ask your connections for something and then continuously too, because it's like planting seeds. You never know when you could be of service to someone or when someone could help you further your business. Um, So networking is just absolutely critical. But the majority of what I do is online. I think it's just about showing up consistently and being visible because life moves so quickly, especially on social media. So if your name is not coming up over and over again, you'll get forgotten pretty quickly. I know that sounds harsh, but it's it's true. And it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not your audience trying to be mean or anything. It's just everyone is so inundated with data. So um, it's just important to um, stay top of mind, put out consistent value. It's, it's just a process. You need to be invested in um, just engaging all the time. And I know that you're a big advocate of having either a blog, a YouTube channel, or podcasting, making sure that you're creating content on a regular basis to help grow your uh, business. So can you share why you're a big advocate of creating content and how it could be helpful for a new freelancer? Absolutely. Um, I think that content showcases your expertise. It showcases your passions, um, your personality. It helps your audience and prospective clients get to know you and trust you and like you. And having those three things over time will result in sales. Is there a, a particular cadence that you would recommend, like creating new content once a week, once a month? Because I can imagine juggling your own blog and your client workload can be challenging. It can, for sure. Um, I try to commit to putting out content once per week. Um, Admittedly, every now and again, that does slip. 
but I think consistency is very, very important. And do you ever link back to that content? Like when you're like talking to a new client, would you ever refer them to the content you actually created on your blog? Yeah, absolutely. If I think it would be helpful to them, if it's in response to a question they have, if, um, you know, we're right on the cusp of making a deal and I think that a particular post or podcast episode would kind of help seal it, then I definitely would share. So can you walk us through what a typical day in uh, your life as a freelance uh, writer looks like? Oh, geez. Um, I guess it's true for, for any any role, but is there really such thing as a typical day? I, I guess, um, you know, I, I break the the cardinal rule of productivity by checking my email first thing. I, I can't help it. I, I absolutely have to do that. Then I basically look at what I have due in the near term. So in the next few days uh, to a week, and I prioritize um, what I need to be working on, as well as other business goals that I have that are independent of um, the assignments that are due. So it's really just uh, evaluating, um, you know, what's on my to-do list and, and tackling it strategically. So do you have any resources that you would recommend for anyone who wants to start freelance writing? You know, I will uh, plug a friend's course and then I'll offer a a resource that I have. So um, Holly Johnson is very well known as a freelance writer, uh, especially in the personal finance space. And I find that her Earn More Writing course is very, very good for folks that are just looking to um, break into freelance writing. It has a lot of wonderful foundational knowledge. I took it myself and I can I can vouch for it. Um, I also uh, offer um, some coaching services around freelancing, so I'd be happy to chat about that. And I have a, a free guide on how to land clients without cold pitching that I think can definitely help you um, set the foundation for your freelance business. All right, Laura, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you again for being a guest here at The Thought Card. Please let everyone know how they can connect with you and again, how they can also grab your guide and get started with you and your coaching program. Awesome. Well, thank you, Danielle, for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I'm most active on Twitter. So that's at Everyday Lake. And Danielle will uh, put a link in the show notes to the free guide I mentioned. Um, and you can certainly uh, email me with any questions because I've, I've included my contact information in the guide.